the Fantasy Six-Pack Hour. With your hosts, Joe Bob. Ah, you're awful. <laughs> and A.J. Applegar. Sin Shu Chu. It's a mouthful. All right, all right. Welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. With me, as usual, Mr. Beer Chugger, AJ Abergarth. What's up, man? What up? Good day. I mean, you just killed a beer is it before a the good show started. Day? Is that what you just asked me? Is it a good day? <laughs> you just killed a beer before the show started, man. Like, you having a bad day? There was like I, maybe a quarter of it left. Uh-huh. And I waited until we basically went live to start chugging. So you're welcome. Just busting your balls, man. You know that. <laughs> anyway. All right. But yeah. So... It's a good day. It's opening day. All right. Hell yeah, man. So I was going to say. <laughs> it should be. Uh, I treated it like one of my kids did not appreciate that. <laughs> They're like, do you want to play? And I was like, no, you don't. I was like, baseball. No, I'm baseball. Do you want to play with Legos? Baseball. <laughs> they didn't nope. like me today it's cool they'll, they'll they'll get over it all right man uh <clears throat> what do we got on tap tonight uh we've got besides beer we've got opening day talk we're gonna go through some injury news we're gonna go through some interesting lineup decisions uh interesting lineup cards and and, and things that happened there and then uh you know go through some performances that happened today and just kind of give quick reactions on it and have some fun with it. Uh, first, I want to remind everybody to, excuse me, to subscribe and follow us on YouTube. And I don't know, I guess you can't follow us on Periscope anymore because that's sort of dead now, as I just found out three minutes before the show started. But uh, yeah, also iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to us, we appreciate it. So uh, go follow us there. Um, let's jump in with our guests though. First, uh, Jason Beckner, Dynasty Baseball writer for Fantasy Six Pack. Uh, been writing for us for a couple months now, feels like. Uh, welcome to the to the team and to the show, man. And uh, how you doing tonight? Good, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I've been, I think, since February, started writing for Fantasy Six Pack. So thanks for having yeah, me on. Everybody, that whole Dynasty crew came on about the same time. Dave really uh, came through and, and found all you guys pretty quick. And you guys have been kicking ass. So I, I love all the content you guys are pumping out. And uh, I'm looking forward to see, seeing this this team grow and expand and uh, just you know kind of take the Dynasty baseball world by storm, man. It's, it's good stuff. So I yeah, appreciate um, it. <clears throat> So before we move on, though, I, I want to let everybody know uh, Underdog Fantasy is a, is a great best ball site. They also do some like prop betting and things like that as well. Um, obviously, I don't think you can jump into the best ball baseball leagues, but obviously football is, you know, you can draft best ball football leagues right now, too. Uh, you can use promo code six pack, all spelled out one word. And uh, if you are unhappy within the first month, you can get your money back. So go ahead and use that promo code and uh, yeah, money back guarantee there for the first for the first month. Um, before we jump into opening day talk, fellas, how about we do our beer of the week? Mm, beer. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice 
the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. All right, Jason, you are the guest of honor. Go ahead and share yours. So tonight I got a uh, local here. I thought it'd be appropriate for opening day. I have Noon Whistles. It's actually Cubby Gummy, as it's called. But nice. it's, a, it's a New England IPA, um, 6.1% ABV. That is hopped with Citra, Mosaic, and Simcoe. So three pretty good uh, hops. Yeah. Yes, it's delicious. Local. Appropriate for uh, opening day with the whole uh, Cubby theme. I know they make a White Sox one too, but had to go with my Cubby. That's good stuff, man. All right, AJ, what you got? Well, in the spirit of opening day and uh, the walk-off win by the Phillies, I'm going with Victory Brewing Company. <laughs> Dirt Wolf, double IPA, 8.7 ABV, right out of D-Town, Downing Town. Shout out. High school. What up? uh so i have a second beer that's uh was meant for opening day i literally saved it for the opening day because it's a baltimore brew but uh they didn't play today so i said screw it i'll (laughs) I'll get this other one here which i like the name of i just bought it last week it's a vanish beer brewing company uh it's called ticket to coolsville and um yeah i just felt super appropriate that uh I, I I drank that because you know I'm cool like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, we we got Mr. Dave Eddy just getting home from work. Who's this Jason guy? <laughs> uh, just uh, just some guy. Shout out here promotion. Uh, Dave Eddy, Jason, and uh, Nick are going to be doing their uh, their dynasty baseball podcast starting next Tuesday. So. Uh, check that out it'll be it'll be going live here on on youtube and and um youtube or yeah youtube and twitter sorry i want to say periscope so bad but it's yeah. not there anymore it's like throwing me off but uh yeah definitely check that out it's it's a lot of good information uh dave used to do it solo and it was great information so i'm happy i'm excited to see uh and hear what, what it's going to be with the three of them so all right man let, let's jump into this yeah the on deck circle podcast sorry about that yeah my bad i'll not mention the name thanks dave uh <laughs> all right so opening day start with some some bad news first here let's get it out of the way and then let's have some fun two games postponed o's and socks due to rain and mets and nationals due to covid Ugh. first day we already got covid just not, shut the season down. I know, man. Let's, I was like, I'm already unhappy with this season. I'm done, dude. So excited <laughs> for opening day for the first time in, I don't know what, six years it feels like. So, yeah. I literally just heard this news, uh, I don't know, maybe an hour ago. I was like, wait, what? What? I I don't have Scherzer starting tonight? That That's great. That's that's just great. Great matchup not, too, not Scherzer happy. versus Degrom, man. So I know, I know. It would have been that out. very good. Oh well. Yeah. I think the biggest issue with that too is, you know, how do they handle this series going forward? Because we saw last year, 
you know, they'd cancel that those whole weekend series. I mean, yeah. even some, um, you know, other series that are adjacent to that with the teams that were playing with those teams. So I'm curious to see, you know, I know they have tomorrow off and I think I saw somewhere that they're not even attempt to play tomorrow. So Saturday is the next time we'll see them play. And yeah, I mean, hopefully they can figure it out and I'm just curious to see how they're going to handle it this season. Uh, yeah. It, it'll be interesting to see like if they play, you know, Saturday and Sunday and then maybe just make up one game later. Um, I mean, you're talking about Scherzer, like Degrom, man. He's a big, huge miss, man. I've got him in a couple of leagues, and uh, it's brutal. So uh, this sucks, man. Um, all right, more bad news here. Let's move on to the injury news. Um, some of these, man, came out of left field like today. <laughs> I was like, what? What? When did this happen? Uh, Luke Voigt, uh, <clears throat> left knee meniscus surgery. Uh, likely out until May. We got Jay Bruce starting at first base today. I mean, is he like a interesting pickup for you, Jason? Like short term, if you're kind of desperate for first base or corner infield or something like that. I mean, yeah, if you're looking for some, you know, maybe get some lightning in a bottle uh, early in the season. Sometimes, you know, we got some other guys hitting the IL. So, I mean, he might be able to match a couple home runs here for you. They're in, um, I think, yeah, they're in New York. So, I got that short right field. I mean, there probably be worse options out there on your waiver. So, the Yankees lineup is this monster in general. Yeah. So, like he, you yeah. know, he, he's going to be batting probably bottom of the order, I imagine. But could still get lots of RBI opportunities, I would think. Yeah. <clears throat> so absolutely. Uh, yeah. This is one that came out of left field for me, big time. Trevor Rosenthal goes on the IL shoulder inflammation. I mean, that's that's not good. You guys, we see. Pitchers go on the IL for shoulder inflammation, you know, every year, and they might come back, but they're never, they're not the same, um, not for a while at least. So, I am very worried about Rosenthal, and the fact that this like just came out this morning, um, it's bad news for people who drafted him really high. I mean, he was sometimes the first closer off the board. He went ahead of Hater in a bunch of leagues that I was in, um. Because people were worried about Hater, you know, huge workload, and obviously Williams is there behind him, and just thinking like he's going to get, you know, uh, passed by with Williams there. But uh, I, I don't know what to think about Rosenthal, and, and honestly, I, I didn't even look at the depth chart. But I don't know if either of you look at the depth chart and see who like it's going to be the closer there. I think I Deakman is right now slated in there, but again. It's probably going to be a committee with Deakman yeah. getting the first chance. Um, that would be my my guess as far as who's going to grab the first next man up. That makes um, sense. Yeah. So, yeah, that's rough. That was, I mean, <laughs> shout out to anyone who is you know checking their lineups or they didn't check their lineups. I think that news broke at like 11 a.m. Central, so noon Eastern. Yeah, man, I, I tweeted it Ugh. or I sent it. I sent it in our not tweeted. I sent it in our baseball. Ch- chat today on on slack and it was like uh yeah it was at 107 p.m i sent this i saw it like i think it was like 30 minutes late at that point so like i mean you were kind of stuck with him uh mm-hmm. and if you're in a weekly league you're stuck with him you know that really hopefully hurts. it's hopefully it's like the short week if you're doing a weekly league but if it's a long week and you're stuck with him oh man that that's brutal um so uh i'll Alberto Manasi is the next injury. Not a shocker here. This guy gets injured <laughs> every year. 
Uh, it's going to miss at least a couple of weeks with a strained oblique. Um, they called up, um, oh, what's his name? Totally blanking on the name. Um, Kyle Isabel? No. Um, dang it. <laughs> I, I had the name and then it just like escaped my mind for a second. They pulled up somebody to play yeah. that position. So anyway, uh, Montessi's going to be out, and he, you know, he's a guy that people were projecting, you know, 60, 65 steals from. So obviously that that's going to hurt. Um, so, you know, and and he was he was going fairly high in draft because of basically the steals only. Um, so I mean, he'll that's, that's, some power in there too, and I think he, you know, yeah, he, he can hit double digits. Too, so. it's yeah, not terrible. Uh, yeah, they call it Nicky Lopez. That's what I'm. That's who I was trying. Yeah, to Yeah, that's of. who. So he's not gonna be anything that you really want to care. You know, that you care about. But if you're totally desperate for steals, I, I guess maybe. But he's he's not gonna be anywhere near the Mondesi level. So uh, move along. Right. Um, One interesting name I'll, though is that yeah they did call up Kyle Isbell, who's started in left field, I think, for them today. And he actually had a couple knocks, I think a couple RBIs, too. So that's a name to okay. keep on the radar, um, young kid. He was a highly touted prospect uh, a couple years ago and then didn't quite pan out. But, yeah, he's up now. And um, as of, or, I mean, who didn't score any RBIs in that game today? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, 14 to 10. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he had a couple knocks hits today. So Yeah, that was a, that was a, that was a, that was quite the game as far as uh, – bad pitching and we'll get to some of that later here um ripping through some more of the injury news obviously george springer is an injury we knew about but it's it's confirmed he's on the il um i was dumbfounded by the fact that they were coming out last week saying oh he had a grade two's oblique strain and he's been playing with it this spring it's been fine so we think he'll be okay for the opener like no have you ever heard of anybody with a grade two oblique strain ready you know ready in like a week not even close and the fact nope. that you let him play through it is just dumb so congrats toronto um you possibly ruined you know the first month of your season because <laughs> george springer is not going to play uh that's that'd be my guess but they you know that's that just, was weird you I find this such... big time free agent to come in you know and, and then, then you, you let him play spring training games while, you know, he didn't necessarily know exactly what was wrong, but he complained of soreness. So, yeah, that's rough. I don't know how you allow that, but. Yeah, like spring training, who cares? Like if, if your star players are even going like, oh, my, you know, my finger hurts, like sit down. Like right. who cares? Yeah. Yeah, these guys don't need spring. George Springer doesn't need spring. Maybe he may, maybe gets a slow first week of the season. Big deal. Um, you rest that guy. Yeah. Um, good news here. Framber Valdez, uh, you know, we thought there was a potential that he'd be shut down for the year. Uh, there's, you know, he's gone back to the doctor, gotten, you know, second looks and things like that. And um, they're saying his finger is healed much faster than they expected. So now there's a lot of optimism here that he could return much sooner than they expected. There's no timetable yet, it sounds like, but. Um, you know, that's great news. I, I've seen, I've seen him still get, you know, obviously his stock dropped like a rock once the news came out, but he was still getting picked up, you know, in, in NFBC leagues and things like that, that I was in, you know, I was granted very, very late. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, he was poised to have a breakout season. Everyone was, you know, hyping him up in the spring, and right, I mean, rightfully so. I mean, the guy's got legit uh, an arsenal. So I mean, but yeah, that's that one. That one's good news to hear that he's uh, progressing better than we thought. So absolutely. And then uh, ex Philly Sixto Sanchez, um, <clears throat> he was already sent down to the minors, which was kind of a shock to begin with, in my opinion. Yeah. But now he was throwing at the alternate site and felt discomfort in his throwing shoulder. So that's that's not good news. Um, there's no – I haven't seen any news other than that. So he's not like, you know, got any strained muscles or torn anything, but it's just something to, to look out for. And honestly, in my opinion, and I don't know, AJ, what do you think about this? Like it, if you have him in like a normal redraft league, you know, even if you – I mean, he's in the minors, so I don't know if he goes in the IL in the minors doesn't matter. But like, do you hold on to him like a normal redraft league at this point, like hoping he comes back? Because I think he's very, very talented, but I just not. I'm it's very unsure at this point with him. Yeah, I, I think it's hard to just jump ship already. Um, I, I think he's definitely worth holding until you get a little clearer explanation of exactly what's going on and uh excuse me how long it might hinder him from playing um but i mean you got to look at your lineup too i mean obviously this is what our one two three four five sixth person that we're talking about that's injured if you somehow randomly have all of these people on your roster just give up now um, <laughs> you very well could have all of these guys, it, it, honestly. Yeah, I mean, funny. with the way the drafts fell, I think it's highly likely. Um, but yeah, I, I like Sixto. I like his upside. I'm going to hold him and and see what happens. Um, you know, if you have a rough start to this season, fantasy-wise, you can always make it up. You can always find other guys. And it's a long, long season. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> knock on my wood desk here. Yeah, I, I somebody somebody asked me that question today, which is why I I brought it up here about you know do I hold on to him? And, and I said they I, they actually asked me it two days ago, and I missed the message. And then I answered it today, and I was like, well, two days ago I probably would have said yes, hang on to him. I think I'll be up in like two weeks if if that. Um, Today, nah, you can cut bait because he he's not going to be playing. I don't think for a little while. Like they're going to shut him down. So time to move on. So some injuries that happened today. We got Josh Donaldson. Is anybody surprised? Did anybody put the bet on if Josh Donaldson got hurt on opening day? Because yeah, I probably would have. Um, <laughs> hit a double in the first inning. Tried to leg it out, and is like gave out. <laughs> I mean, it, tight hamstring. What they're calling it. I mean, I don't know what you do with this guy. I mean, there's a reason why his stock is so low at this point because mm-hmm. you just can't trust him to to stay healthy. So it's unfortunate. I thought he could have a big season if he stayed healthy. But, you know, we'll see how serious it is. Hopefully it's like a grade one hamstring strain or something like that, if, if that. Um, and then Nick yeah. Senzel, um, I, I, I'm not exactly sure what happened. I, I remember, like, hearing – the the play where he got injured i was watching that game and uh but he injured his shoulder on a play in the outfield so um that's unfortunate for him you know i think he he had potential to kind of break out this year so 
Yeah, that one hurt too because Cincinnati was already down in the uh, you know they're getting whopped up pretty good in that game, and then you know I think it was up uh, laid out in the outfield to make a catch, which you know at the time it's like you're trying to save his pitcher because they were already I think like two men on and trying to make a play, so um, you know but yeah that one that one that one stings a little bit more even for Cincinnati fans because they were already you know down big in that game and then see their star center fielder kind of take one for the team there I guess. Absolutely. All right, man. Uh, so we'll jump into some lineup decisions. And uh, AJ, I'll let you. I'll let you have this one, man. Go ahead. Oh, you. You mean you're able to stop talking for two minutes? Okay. All right. Just kidding. When I'm talking, it's like twenty that you at least need to try to. Pretty show much. Up. So yeah, I finish a beer while you're talking all the time. So, all right. Challenge accepted. <laughs> um, not this one. Not Mister Ten Point Four Percent. Hell no. <laughs> also, opening like, day, brah. Come on. No. Get lit. Where's your sack? Get lit. Where's your rosin bag, man? <laughs> Pick it up off the mound. Grease the wheels. Let's go. Time to throw the heat. Anyway. All right. So, uh, interesting lineup decisions. Detroit. We have Mr. Miggy. I'm still playing baseball. Cabrera playing first base today uh, opened up a spot for Victor Reyes to start. So that was nice, I guess. And Miggy, of course, being Miggy goes out and crushes a home run in the middle of a goddamn blizzard. Mind yeah. you, um, <laughs> he hit the right snowflake. I, he just, yeah, he, he didn't, <laughs> didn't know where it went. So he slid into second. Oh, base he did. I because, did. Hilarious. Why not? You know, no idea where it went. Boom, what's up? I'm Miggy. That's a double. All right. <laughs> Oh, what? Qua? Yeah. Qua? No, it's, it, no, it's gone? Funny. Okay. Guy's going like this, and he's like, oh, well, shit, I just slid, dirtied up my pants. I'll just stand out in the snow for another five minutes, and I'll be white again. Um, so that was that was pretty interesting. Uh, what do you guys think of Miggy's um, uh, upside? Sure. It's hard to tell this stage in his career. You know, he does still obviously have that power, because we saw it today. Um but then he kind of seems like he just takes games, if not, you know, at bats off too sometimes where he's just flailing at the at the pitches. So, I mean, it's hard to not give up on a guy like that because, I mean, he's one of my all-time favorites. So, I mean, it's like bias aside, he's still, you know, I can still see him if you get in the playing time. I'll see, I, I think he'll get at least 20 home runs this year. Yeah. Joe, any thoughts on uh, Miggy? I mean – we were going to talk about this later, but you know, I was going to joke about, hey, you know, he hit a home run in his first game. He's getting back to the MVP ways, right? No, no, no. Like this, this guy's going to not be good. So, uh, I was actually more wondering about Victor Reyes. The fact that he, Miggy played first opened the spot for Victor Reyes to start. So, I, I kind of want to hear Jason's thoughts on Victor Reyes and, and his fantasy value this this season. If he's if this is going to be like the the <clears throat> the more uh, likely lineup with Reyes getting at bats here. Yeah, I mean Reyes is definitely interesting. Um, I think the problem with Cincinnati, or not Cincinnati, Detroit, they got a couple of those fourth, fifth outfielders. Um, they did just select Akil Badu out of their uh, Rule Five draft pick. He's I think like their fifth outfielder twos. Obviously, he has to stay on the bench there because he's a Rule Five pick. So, but I think Victor Reyes obviously has the uh, leg up on that competition as far as the fourth outfielder. And if he's going to get the playing time, I mean. He's got that plus speed. 
I could see him getting, you know, at least 15 stolen bases, if not more. And let's face it, Detroit's not really going to be in a contention for that division. So, and you got AJ Hinch there now. I mean, I, I could see him getting some stolen base opportunities. So if you're looking for some sneaky waiver ad for some, you know, seed stolen bases in a roto league or something, a little bit deeper league, I say go for it, man. Grab him off that waiver. I'm sure he's on the waiver in most leagues, unless you're in some super deep league. But, I mean, he's, he's intriguing to me, I think. He was highly touted coming up to the minors. Um, he had some promise. So, I mean, the, the speed's real. So I'd definitely uh, take a shot on him if it's something you're looking for, some stolen bases. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He was somebody I was kind of looking at in a late, late, late in a few um, in in a few NFBC drafts, uh, didn't didn't pull the trigger because he was so unsure if he was actually going to get enough playing time. Right. Um. Obviously, now I wish I had. So, uh, all right. Yeah. One last thing, I'll uh totally derail this question with um with Miggy instead of Reyes. <laughs> True or false? Miggy has played more games in a Detroit jersey than a Marlins jersey. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I would say true. Okay, that was a terrible question. Yes, it's true. <laughs> like he's been there forever. I know. Um, well, he's been in baseball forever. Uh, we 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 got we got we got a question here from Forrest Law here on 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 YouTube. Uh, welcome to the show, Forrest. Uh, he says, "Yo, is Austin Slater? Oh, the best player on the Giants. Tell me why he isn't. I mean, Yastrzemski." <laughs> uh, I think that the, the, the Shrimsky's the guy there, right? I would, I would yeah. imagine we all agree with that. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, I, I think Slater can be okay. Yeah, I mean, he definitely got the potential. I, I actually just drafted him in one of my uh, hometown deeper um, redrafts, and I mean, I like Slater bringing to the table. Man, he's one of those yeah. guys that's undervalued. Um, you know, he's out in San Francisco. He plays at like. 10 p.m. Eastern time, so no one really pays attention to him. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you can you can contribute definitely. Um, yeah, deep deeper leagues, I, I you know he was a guy like you said. Like later on, I was like, yeah, maybe you know whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, a San Francisco like team, like does nobody wants to draft any of them except for Yastrzemski. So like, you find all these guys later in drafts, you're like, well, they're not this bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. They're gonna do something. I mean, I'd rather yeah, take, take a there, shot on so. like the starters from the Giants than like the backups for all these other teams that are getting drafted ahead of them for some weird reason. So, uh, and then other question here: Donovan Solano or Willie Castro? The rest of the season, who you got? Oh, Willie Castro. Yeah, me too. I like yeah. Solano though. I do like Solano. Um, He's leading I- off tonight, right? Obviously, Forrest must be a Giant fan, but yeah, I, I like Solano <laughs> a lot, which is kind of weird because he kind of came out of nowhere last year and, uh, you know, got the nice bat, um, hitting over 300 a lot. So, but I think Willie Castro. For yeah. Sure. Solano is leading off tonight, right? I, I believe I uh, I looked at the Giants card briefly. I don't have a lot of Giants. I think it's a shocker. I know Ross Resource had him as batting even possibly third. So I, I'd be curious to see where he's batting tonight. I believe they had Yastrzemski batting second, which is why okay, so, I remember that. Yeah, so the I think Solano up. moved Slater. up. No, Slater's leading off. Oh, Slater. Okay, I'm, I knew it was an S. So, yeah, Slater, yeah. So, so the fact yep. that Slater is leading off actually boosts his value a bit. So yeah, there you yeah. go. That's, so, yeah, not, not um, bats often. 
So yeah, I mean, we got one, two, three there. We're talking about all the one, two, three. So we're, so we're yeah. good for us. <laughs> good job, man. All right, AJ, move along here. All right. So bringing it back to the hometown Phillies, uh, Mr. Adam Hazley started today in center field. Uh, he dealt with some injury issues this spring, but now it looks like it's his job to lose. Thoughts on that? He's intriguing. Um, you know, Obviously, you're a Phillies fan, so I'm sure you're uh, familiar with the name. But he was someone that, you know, in the minors, they had a lot of problems with for him. And um, he kind of just sat down there at the higher levels and didn't really make anything of it. But then they finally brought him up. I think he battled some injuries the last couple seasons. But it's, I'm, I, I think the power is real. Um, they hit tools decent. So I, I, I think the job's his, for now at least. Yeah, I think his defense helps him in center field big time. Um, his hit tool, like, I'm not so sure the power is like for real with him. Like, I don't think he's going to be anything like, you know, he's not going to be like a 30, 30 plus home run. Like he might get near 20, maybe just eclipse it slightly. Um, He's a, he's a good contact hitter. So he's going to bat near the end of the lineup and just kind of keep, keep the lineup rolling type of thing. So like, don't ever expect him up there and like, you know, one, two, three range, um, especially on that Phillies team. They got, they got too many guys. Um, yeah. He's going to be down at the bottom with like DD and things like that. So, um, but you know, again, in deeper leagues, five outfielder leagues, um, he's somebody who is probably going to get picked up a bunch in those types of leagues uh, just because he's going to get a lot of playing time. So uh, he will um, one note to add in that I wrote in here though. He was actually pulled today in uh, the top of the eighth, uh, which thought maybe it was a defensive replacement at, at for a second, but because of the injuries that he dealt with in spring training, right. um, he's actually now showing as day to day because of hamstring tightness. Uh, so Roman Quinn came in and uh, batted for him in that. the top of the eighth and immediately hit into a double play. So that was awesome. <laughs> Exactly why Roman Quinn is not the starter when yes, yes. <laughs> I mean these, so. Quinn. Quinn, I Quinn feel has like a little kinda... bit of upside. I, I mean, he can get you some some stats here and there, but it's going to be based on playing time. And, and I agree. I think if if Hazley's healthy, then he's going to be the guy there. Um, and we might see more of this to try to keep him fresh and knowing that he's got this injury history, there's probably going to be some lost at bats to Quinn for, um, you know, later in the game. But unless Quinn starts getting a lot of consistent playing time, yeah, he's, he's not really worth owning in my opinion. Um, Unless you're in a really, really deep league. (laughs) Uh, Blue Jays. We already talked about Springer being out. So, I mean, with this news, we kind of thought that Biggio was going to be leading off. Um, but instead, he batted second today, and we saw old man River Marcus Simeon in leadoff. What are we? What are we? What are our thoughts on this? <laughs> Keep that, shocked the beer. that shocked me for sure. Um, I did not expect a Simeon to be leading off. Um, I would, th- I, you know, I feel like his bat is, you know, better served as like, even fifth or sixth. I mean, that power. I, you know I, mean? I thought he'd be lower than that in that lineup, honestly. Yeah. I, to lead off, that's that was shocking. It shocked me, for sure. Yeah, I'm not. I think 
I, I, I'm like dumbfounded by this move. I really am. I, I just don't know. Like they both went over five, which is actually pretty hilarious. Um, <laughs> like they just, I mean, granted it was Garrett Cole. So like, okay. Um, but like, I don't know, man, like they really have nobody else. They can get, go up there. You know, uh, I kind of think I kind of, you know, I kind of wonder if, because Biggio came into the season expecting to be the first. And then obviously when they signed Springer, those expectations fell. But then when he gets hurt, like Biggio's going, okay, well, I'm the guy again. Oh, but wait, now I'm not the guy. So um, <clears throat> I don't know. It's It'll be interesting to see like how long that experiment lasts with Simeon. He hasn't had the the years, you know, lately to, I think, warrant that kind of lineup spot. Um, you know, the power can sort of be there for him. Uh, I mean, talking about a career three twenty two OBPs. I mean, that's not something I want. Not not, not great, so. and he doesn't run. So, like, yeah, who cares? Yeah. Like, I mean, who a a max of eight stolen bases, and that was two years ago. Yeah. Um, so like, he doesn't run. Biggio at least was like a candidate for like twenty stolen bases. Um, and that's why a lot of people liked him. He was like a, a 15, 20, 20, 20 type of guy. I don't know if he was really ever going to get there, but <clears throat> people thought he could. And, and uh, that the, that's the type of player he, he is. Um, yeah. I'm really, I'm, I'm just really shocked by this. Once I saw it, you know, I kind of saw that yeah. the trend going that way in spring, I was following uh, a guy that you mentioned pre-show Mike Carlin, and we had him on last week. He did that spreadsheet oh. where he tracked, all the so games good. um that trend was kind of leaning that way toward the end but i was just like no there's no way mm-hmm. and then it happened so like <laughs> what do we know yeah i see nothing I, I have both <laughs> of these guys on my my one team and uh i benched simeon because i was like eh, it's cold and i was like uh Kevin. all right i'll give him a shot well Simeon would have been the better play because he ended up with negative one thanks to only two strikeouts to uh, negative one and a half from Biggio for three strikeouts. I mean, if you're almost getting the golden sombrero on day one, eh, I mean, you're sliding down the lineup. Sorry. (laughs) You 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 shouldn't even have four at bats, but yeah, again, it's against Cole. So it's okay. Um, Overreaction day one. Exactly. I, I literally was telling my coworker, I was like, ah, Biggio, cut, cut day one. I can't, I can't even deal with this right now. You know what? I didn't draft him anywhere. I thought he was going way too high. We mentioned that a lot of times on this show. Yeah. I, thought he was, he, I thought he was way he, overvalued. He hung around in that league a little bit because it was it's a little more pitcher heavy. But, um, yeah, so I, I was uh, not surprised but not happy at the same time. I don't know. So Diamondbacks. After strong spring, it looks like Josh Rojas is batting leadoff. Is this what we thought was going to happen? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, he's, it, he does not have the major league pedigree that you know some of the other batters do, but his spring was so strong. He won that roster spot uh, this spring by far. Um I was actually kind of surprised to see him lead off, uh, but that's that's awesome. I drafted him super late in a couple of NFBC leagues, like round 35 and plus. And I'm just like, I just might when I saw him lead off, my face is with oh, 
<laughs> like I was so happy. I was like, holy crap. Yes. <laughs> so overreaction though, over five for three K's today. So just yeah, cut him. <laughs> Damn it. That's, yeah, I mean, he, he was killing it in the spring, so I don't I mean I expect big things from him. Yeah. I mean it was a good day though for the teams in general, going eight runs for pods, seven for, for the diamondbacks. I mean that's a that's a pretty nice nice opening day. Uh at least it gave the people something to watch. And you wouldn't necessarily think that with you Darvish and Bumgarner on the mound. Maybe like three years ago, but I guess welcome to 2021 guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that was, that was interesting to me. All right. We've got Mr. Marlins. Go ahead, Joe. You can, uh, you can talk about the Marlins. (laughs) I I already mentioned them with Miggy. So I've got my Marlins fill for the day. So, so Marlins here. And, uh, you know, this was one of the position battles that we had talked about last week with uh, curling on the show. Uh, But, Jazz Chisholm uh, win, wins the wins the battle. Apparently, uh, I mean, your, your thoughts on on this and it's how much playing time he's going to get with with the fact that he was in this position battle in the first place. Like, is this he's going to get 75, 80, 60 percent? You know that kind of thing. And he was batting six today, so not a great lineup order, but you know an RBI spot batting order. So I was shocked to see him win the job because. All spring they were battling back and forth, and I, did, I, everything pointed to him being even sent down to the alternate site. So to see him one make the team out of spring training, and then two to even win the job was kind of shocking to me. But um, I mean, the, uh, Marlins think highly of this guy. I mean, they traded for him, they sent over in the Zach Gallen deal. So I mean, they must see something in him that they like. They're giving him the second base job. Um, he's got the speed, he can show some power. So. Um, I, if you get the playing time, like it, um, if you can keep the K, cut down the K's, get the playing time. I mean, I could see some decent speed power combo. So, I mean, Hey, that first pitch of the first spring at Batman knocked it out. That, that won it for him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> Basically. <they're> like, <laughs> All right. It's done. It's over. I know. Especially because I think in 2020 was his performance was pretty pitiful too. I think he only like, had like one ninety or something. So I, I, we we mentioned this last week and like I, I think I think Birdie is, is the guy who like if they want to win this year, Birdie's the guy they play, right? Yeah. Agreed. But you know, Marlins are playing for the future and they know that. So they gotta give this guy a look. Yeah, that's what that's that's what that's what Curlin mentioned last week. And so I I once he said that, I was like, Yeah, all right, you you're right. Makes sense, yeah. It makes a whole lot more sense when you say that. I mean, I get all screwed up because they made the playoffs last year, and like, but <laughs> that wasn't a real playoff year. Like, it's just, it's just weird. So, yeah. Um, over I to mean, the Padres, we had Tommy Pham leading off, which I was hoping that was going to happen when I drafted him in a bunch of leagues. So that was, I didn't make me super happy, and then uh, Cronenworth. Another second base job, uh, won it. It looks like uh, we had Jerks and Profar in left field, and then Kim nowhere to be not, found. Nowhere to be found. So um, uh, pinch hit. Start mm-hmm. start here with Fam. Like, what's your thoughts on Fam? Like a bounce back season. You know, he's been like a twenty twenty type guy for a long time. Last season was terrible. You think we got to bounce back in his uh, in his repertoire here? Yeah, I mean, if you can stay healthy, I mean, when the guy's healthy, he's got the speed, 
He's got the power. I mean, the playing time looks like he's going to get it, obviously. So, I uh, yeah, I think bounce back for sure. Again, he seems to be those guys that gets one of those like you know either unlucky or <laughs> yeah. you know just like those injuries that are, like almost like out of his control. So, hundred percent. Just hoping he can stay healthy because yeah, I like I'm I'm a big uh, Tommy Pham guy. So, Cronenworth yep. had more runs in this game than the entire Marlins Tampa Bay. <laughs> teams it was so shockingly high scoring i, I want to um, say he almost he might have even had more total bases um wouldn't surprise me that uh... I, I think he did yeah that's and and it's like looking at that it's like glass now alcantara was this a pitching duel or do these teams just suck that badly in florida yeah I mean, sorry, we had glass now. Sorry to be so. sorry to be boring, but with the answer, but it, it was definitely both. Yeah. Uh, they're both good pitchers, and so yeah. and the offenses are. are not good. So, um, but on the other side of that, so Cronenworth won the second base job. We saw Profar in left field. Kim didn't get the start. How do you see this playing out throughout the season? Because I think that's what people care about most, right? Right now, whatever it's one game, so. I mean, the good thing with Cronworth is he's got that versatility. I mean, they're going to move him all over the diamond. Um, I could see him getting some starts at first base. I saw that in the spring training. Um, obviously, he can play the outfield, second, short. He, I mean, I'd give you know Tatis a blow every once in a while. I mean, he's going to get the at-bats. So I think when he goes, you know, moves around the outfield, you know, they have flexibility. They can bring Kim in. Um, he'll play second when, you know, they move Cronworth around. So I think they maybe wanted some of these teams we saw today were kind of limiting – the exposure to some of these younger guys. I mean, not that Kim's young, but it's, you know, it's his first major league mm-hmm. uh, game. So I think they're struggling kind of, in the spring too. Yeah. So I think they kind of want to ease him into the starting lineup. If at some point he does get there. Um, but yeah. I, I wouldn't be shied away from Kim just because he didn't get started on opening day. Yeah. If you dress him in deeper league, I think you hold. Um, yeah. If, yeah. If you got a shower, shallower league, then I think you can probably find, better options that are going to play more often. Right. Um, and, and I changed my tune with Kim as the spring went on early on. I said, he will probably win the job. Um, you know, he's got that power speed combo. Um, and I thought they'd figure out a way to get his bat on, you know, bat on the field. But um, as spring went on and he was struggling and it looked like Cronenworth was going to win it. I said, it's probable that, he won't get a lot of playing time in the beginning, but as the season goes on, he'll kind of adjust and then figure it out. Like, like you don't perform how he performed in the KBO to be that bad, right? In the majors, like he's gonna figure it out. He, he's not gonna do what he did over there because it's a totally different ball game, but he's gonna be okay. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of times, even like with the you know, a lot of the foreign guys that come over from the KBO or the Dominican leagues. They always had this adjustment period, um, so I wouldn't, you know, be shied away from him struggling in the spring. You know, you, you think about it, and you just like a, as a personal aspect, you know, you're moving cross country your whole yeah. life, just being up and rooted to yeah. a whole new situation. You ba- you don't speak the language, barely you know, speak I mean, English. Yeah, so yeah it's tough. Everything's through a translator, so I mean, yeah, there's going to be a transition period with him. So I, I would hold for sure. All right, next one here, and, I, and I'm going to pull in our producer here to answer this one for a bit too. Uh, so, so stop chomping on whatever you're chomping on, Jeff. I see you there. Uh, 
<laughs> he got the White Sox. Um, Andrew Vaughn did not is not going to start tonight. Game uh, did the game start already? I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Uh, just started. Yep. Did not start. Uh, Garcia is in left field. They were kind of toying after the Eli injury that Vaughn would be in the outfield. I was thinking there's no way in hell that's going to happen. He can't honestly play outfield. Like he's not an outfielder. Um, the shocking thing is Zach Collins is in DH. Okay. Um, what what's our thoughts on Vaughn? I'll I'll give you the first take, Jason, and then I'll pull in Jeff here in a second to to rant about yeah. his white socks. <laughs> this this one's weird. You know, you sign the guy, you know, make him let him break camp with you just to leave him on the bench on opening day. Um, that's a little mind boggling. But again, I think similar to how the Kim situation was, they kind of want to, you know, ease these guys in. Um, you know, only thing worst thing that can happen, you know, he comes up and he goes you know, 0 for 5 with a couple of strikeouts. Not that he would. I mean, the guy's hit tools through the roof. But, um, yeah, maybe the, it could also be just some, some veteran status with that too, with uh, Louis Garcia getting the start over him. So, And they want to get maybe the defense, you know, because we know for sure right. he is not going to play left field. I mean, he will, but I don't know how well. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, yeah, he'll get some DH not starts. Well. <laughs> so that this one was another weird situation. Um, I was shocked, man. Yeah, this was one of the. This was one of like this came out early, like way before the lineup actually got released. Yeah, uh, I think the beat writer said something about it, and everybody was just like, "What in the hell?" So, all right, Jeff, what's going on here? Come on, Chicago, <laughs> you're muted. Can I hear you, Eric? <laughs> Yo, you're muted. On mute. Your mic, your actual mic is muted. I forgot I have a volume thing on this. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm a producer. Can you tell? Um, yes. No. Yes, we can. <laughs> no, so I, I'm i not freaking out about this like a lot of people because there's a couple of things. Um, there's there's It's been a thing for a few years now where Lurie Garcia, who's playing left field, like you mentioned tonight, uh, he's, he's been a thing with his organization. Uh, he was really good in center field a couple years ago. He went back to utility role last year and was just okay. Uh, but one thing that plays for him is his defense. Um, and he has outfield experience, which in your first game of the year, you're on the road, whatever, who cares? Andrew Vaughn doesn't left fielder. Uh, I know Jason mentioned his hit tool is great. I think we're being modest with that. Um, <laughs> he was a professional hitter when he was drafted. Uh, as the thing is with like a third pick a couple years back when you're drafted. Yeah, he's he's a legitimate hitter. Um, but they also have to figure out what Zach Collins is. Um, he's been uh, their probably their most highly touted prospect that was in the system for more than like a cup of coffee. Because that's one thing the Sox do is they draft a lot of players with the intention of bringing them up soon. Um, and I just I feel like they need to see what they have there because they also kept uh, Yearman uh, Mercedes. Um, as well, too, who is also in a similar position as Collins, where he can be a catcher sometimes, but he's going to be ex- uh, expected to DH. Um, I, I just don't I don't know what else to expect there. Andrew Vaughn is going to get some time at first base when Abreu gets a day off or they decide to have him DH. But I think uh, just because of the matchup right away, they just want to they want to get Collins out there. He has the ABs. Vaughn doesn't yet. And it's it is what it is. It's totally the rooster. Like, who cares? Like, like nobody cares what he does at this point. Everybody, he's he's been one of those guys. Let's not kid ourselves for a long time. 
I know he hasn't managed in eight seasons, um, but Tony Larusa is a guy that likes to play the matchups. And if he feels that Zach Collins is better against right-handed pitching, which is what Dylan Bundy is as the starter for the Angels tonight, that's what he's going to do. So whatever. Like I'm, I'm just it's game one of 162. You want to win all of them, obviously, but um, I don't really care at this point. Like I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lose sleep over the first game of the year. So. Yeah, it was still an interesting call, though. I I, I do think sure, that sure. A lot there's of there's no doubt expecting Vaughn to you know he broke camp with the team like like you, know, you, you mainly like like the team that we have yeah um where where he's on the bench tonight um <laughs> so no um like I, Andrew Vaughn's gonna hit 20 home runs this year uh he may have to do it in 400 or 430 at bats as opposed to 550 but I I think it's still realistic. So it could be worse. It could be like the Cubs sending Nico Herner down in favor of Eric Sogard. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So well, I'm, sorry, sorry, David David. I'm sorry. Why did that happen? Because, well, it was really because David oh, Bodie oh, beat him. Mm-hmm. If that's what you want to call yeah, it, sure. Yeah. Uh, no, it's because no, David Bodie mo- outperformed him in the spring. Yeah, but they also have they more did. money invested in Bodie. They do. And Horner had yeah. options. And Sogard yeah. is at least like a utility guy. They can move around. They're, they're playing the Horner game. Can. They, yeah. Of course they there are. Time like, manipulation. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it sucks. There's a lot of that happening. It blows, dude. MLB needs to, like, they're going to get to this. They're going to get to these next talks. That has to be something the players win. They cannot allow this yeah. to keep happening. It's just atrocious. It, it's yeah, so in, game. In, instead of COVID uh, ending the season, it's going to be a strike next year. Um, it probably will be. Um, all right, I'll move I'm on here. Go. Yeah, moving on here to the – yeah, I'm going to let you press the buttons, Jeff. You do it. <laughs> Quit touching right. buttons. Uh, <laughs> yelling at me. Jeez. All right. Then push the right buttons to get our – Icons back. All right. Uh, Dodgers here is the next team. There's a lot to unpack here, honestly. Um, the biggest like roster, the lineup was Will Smith did not start tonight against uh, – uh, or they didn't start against uh, Colorado, right? Yep. So yep. Austin Barnes started first game of the season. I, and look, a lot of people were drafting him hoping that – you know, Will Smith was going to get expanded playing time this year. You know, as, as a catcher, you know, that's 100, what, 120 games max. Um, but, you know, they were hoping that because he performed well, that's what he was going to get. And um, I don't know. Granted, also Barnes got hurt today, so maybe it still comes to fruition. But, like, is there anything to kind of, like, unpack here with that and kind of think, like, uh, maybe we overdrafted him? I mean, Dave Roberts came out in spring and said that, Will Smith's only going to get 90 games. Uh, everyone mm. kind of scoffed at that and said, are you crazy? Like, this is your best catcher. Is your best hitter at catcher? Um, He's so but, much better. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I guess we got to take Dave Roberts' word for it. He is only going to get around 90 games this year. So, I wonder if it's a defense thing and that the pitchers like Barnes more or, or a couple of the pitchers like Barnes. And nobody's come out and said that. But that's where my head went is, like, Kershaw likes Barnes more. And Kershaw started tonight. Yeah. so maybe I mean, that's where it happens. So I don't know, AJ. You feel like oh, you guys? That's what I was just gonna say. I, I I did just read something about you know Kershaw and Barnes have this thing going on, a little bromance, whatever you want to call it. So I get it. I mean, dude, Halliday, 
would not pitch to anybody other than Chooch, Carlos uh, Ruiz behind the plate. And is he good? The picture behind <laughs> me shows it because you can't really see it, but this is of his uh, perfect game. No, sorry. His no, no hitter in the playoffs. So, I mean, it's yeah. pitchers have the guys that they trust that they know are going to direct them the right way. So I, I kind of understand it a little bit for the fact that Kershaw got opening day over Trevor Bauer, which I mean, a lot of people I feel like would have rather seen Bauer out there on opening day with one eye closed, but. Uh, you know, Kershaw did okay. No, he did. He would have rather seen him or Walker Buehler. I was, yeah, I, I was shocked when I but heard it's it's Kershaw Clayton Kershaw. It's the Dodgers. But he's he, not he's, the Clayton Kershaw from. I understand ago. that. Not I understand that. I I get it. But he finally has a World Series ring. You know, he's proved that he can pitch in the postseason. He stayed injury free in a whopping sixty games last year, plus the playoffs. <laughs> so good, he stayed good for you. He stayed injury free. So, normal, I, if it was a regular season. season projected out, he probably still would have played the same amount of games, um, maybe less somehow. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it's again, it's day one. Let's not overreact too much. And like you said, Barnes took a spike to the hand so he's not going to be catching anytime in the next couple of days as far as i could see yeah yeah it might not be for a while so uh the other one that was interesting and i don't know how much there is to take from this really but aj pollock didn't start today um you know i I think he's expected to be the the starting what left fielder for for them i mean is there anything to, to take from this except the fact that you know they just decided to be weird on opening day and not start Pollock. Great World first name, management. but you know, other than that, <laughs> uh, what's this guy done for you lately? <laughs> it was a lot Warmed better than bench. everybody else. It was a lot better than everybody else last year. That I, feel. I don't Taking know. a page from the NBA and it was a uh, workload management. I guess. Yeah. They exactly. won. <laughs> so exactly. He got Dodgered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Speaking of yeah. being Dodgered, Great lead in AJ. Uh, you're reading the notes here. Uh, For once, <laughs> but oh, AJ, you may not know what this means. Dodger, I, I, the term I randomly came up with. It's when you know pitchers for the Dodgers, right? They're like, oh man, like. I woke up funny today on my arm yeah. and it's kind of sore. Like, oh, I go on the DL for for ten days, guys, and then they make it two weeks to 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 save innings. So they yep. Dodger them, right? It's totally yep. made up shit. Um, load management. Yeah. So. Speaking of being Dodger, David Price. <laughs> Not a lineup decision for today, but I wanted to ask you about this. He isn't in the starting rotation. He's going to play from the bullpen for at least the beginning part of the year. I mean, Dustin May got the fifth starter spot. I mean, so how much, I don't know. What, what are you thinking here with these guys, like overall fantasy value? Um, you know, Dustin May obviously goes up and I think Price goes down, but like, can you really trust either one of them long term? I feel like it's weird because you know, like you said earlier, we saw Kershaw get the opening day nod, and that's basically due to his veteran status at this point. Um, so to let 
David Price go to the bullpen, the quote unquote veteran of the staff, other than Kershaw, um, kind of shocked some people. Um, I know D- Dustin May does have legit arsenal and you know throws ninety nine hundred, um, but we haven't seen it in long stretches. So is he more destined for the the bullpen at some point? Maybe they want to see what he can do given. You know, let's say even just you know 10 15 starts and see where it goes from there um but yeah i thought that was kind of a shocking move too david price is this year's uh ross stripling so he yeah. will be the ultimate you got dodger fill-in yeah um, and for now it's hey dustin may what's up okay we're gonna throw you out there maybe give you one, possibly two to three turns in the rotation. And then you're going to come down with a blister on your kneecap. That's <laughs> going to, you know, cap your innings a little bit for us. So, uh, you know, we, we need like a, a thing that's a, a, a sound clip that just goes, you go Dodger. Something like that. And go ahead and make that for me. Angel. <laughs> All right, fine. Done and done. Uh, done and I, done. Just, I literally just recorded myself. So, Um, I'll probably do it three more times to just make sure I got the tone right. But that's what we're going to see on a price this year. I think the majority of his innings are going to be more long relief, but he could be the new raw stripling and he's just going to be a long reliever. And then up, well, all right, Dave, we're going to throw you out here to start uh, on this random Series we got here, we don't really like the matchup for any of our other guys, so we've dodged about four of them. Um, we're gonna need you to start two of the games. Uh, can you handle that? And he's sure, why not? You know, I'm Dave, David Price, Price is right, so it's interesting for sure. Yeah, uh, and and last one here, we got Cincinnati Reds. So Jonathan India did in fact start at second base, then there was rumors that this was gonna happen. And they were going to move Moose to third. Um, just quick thoughts on this one. Like, I, I'm very curious to to see how this plays out for them. Um, Suarez cannot play shortstop, so I don't know <laughs> it's gonna how be. long this is going to last. He had two errors already today in the first game. So, you know, they said, I mean, I give this guy maybe 10 games and they're putting him back at third. The only problem is I ha- that I have is who plays short then. You know what I mean? Um yeah, you know, it's yeah. They're kind of in a little bit of situation. They let, they let Freddie Galvis walk, so I, I'm not sure. I don't know what their what their, what their uh, long term outcome is. Um, but yeah, Suarez is not the answer at shortstop. Apparently, they are so, not playing defense on this team. They're just trying to. They're just trying right. To right. So no, I don't know if you know they eventually maybe India can you know bat his way to stay up on the in the big leagues. But I I wouldn't. So be surprised if they option them back down and bring up you know one of their younger shortstops um, to come kind of fill that hole. Yeah. All right. Um, so before we move on here, real quick, AJ wanted me to share this strange. Boom. Oh, there it is. Gosh, these I ugly shares. Oh I don't know gosh. how this is legal. I mean. <laughs> It's not the and NFL, those, so they'll uh, do what they want. Are those just warm-up <laughs> cleats, or were those in-game? I think that's what he wore. I 
I want to say that, I mean, the article I that I was reading said before the game, so maybe they were just as warm-up cleats, but... I can't uh, imagine him wearing those in-game. That would be... That would be terrible. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that has to be warm. They're not even cleats. Are there cleats on them? They're, yeah, know, they're, they're, yeah, they are. Yeah, 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 the yeah they're there. definitely cleats. Yeah. But, I mean, he's the, yeah, Harper's been team. known to, to rock some you know, interesting Harvard footwear or <laughs> honoring footwear. Mm-hmm. Uh, gold he's, 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 a strange, he's a strange dude. All right. Let's I move on it. to some of today's it. performances. So we'll skip the Miggy one since home run in a ruined. blizzard in Detroit. <laughs> As if that I city mean, doesn't have enough problems. Now you're going to have a blizzard on opening day. Come on. And it was sunny an hour later. Yeah, yeah, it was. That's, yeah, um, so go go to the next one I had listed down. It's the Blue Jays, and and sort of interesting kind of thing that went on in this game is that of course it was tied bottom nine, and they brought in Romero tie game. I mean, a lot of people were thinking he's going to be the closer. I mean, does this kind of sway you from him being the closer, or is this just? They just needed to make sure they got to the extra innings because they did win the game. Yeah, I think this was just a high leverage situation. Um, so they just brought out their best high leverage pitcher at this time. So I, that's all I looked at it as. Um, yeah, you can't really save your closer in hopes, you know what I mean, that you might need them. You got to use them when you need them. So that was my outlook on it. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I don't know. AJ Philly, Phillies did the same thing with Hector Neris. They brought him in in the ninth after declaring him the closer. You know, he got through it, and then uh, they ended up getting the walk off with uh, Gene Segura. So, not not surprising to see, especially on day one. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it, if you're in a tie game, you, you need to get wins, um, especially if you're going to have Biggio and Simeon doing what they did <laughs> today for often. Um, then, yeah, I don't I don't like it. So. Speaking of, uh-oh, uh, let's go with today's <laughs> oops performance day uh, of the day. We got to make this a thing. Gotta, I just ran, we got to get a bit better name uh, for it. Cue the I Benny like Hill this. music. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Cody Bellinger was actually only credited for one ribby on his home run that was technically a two-run home run. No, wait, never mind. Technically, it was a one-run home run by his own feet because Justin Turner thought the ball was caught and decided to run back the first, and Bellinger stupidly passed him. What? I mean, if there's no analysis here, by the way, this was just like, I just wanted to point this out because it's funny. (laughs) In Turner's defense, if you watch the play, Tapia does have the ball in his mitt and kind of carries it over the fence and drops it so it's not like it was a total blunder but yeah it, it was kind of weird to watch <laughs> it was one of those like so we'll cut Jeff the benny hill music I, short I, a little bit because in a couple of different leagues like he felt it i happened to have like the 12 pick in a bunch of different leagues that i did this year or 12 or 15 and bellinger fell to me in a bunch of those so i was like looking at Bellinger, I grabbed him in a bunch of leagues and was like, oh, fine. And uh, so, yeah, when, when Jeff uh, messaged me today, he was like, so Bellinger only got a 
one RBI on his home run today. I was like, what? What are you talking about? And then, yeah, I was like, God, God damn it. <laughs> Come People on. Points leagues are just like. Turner. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Day one. I'm and now happy. I'm down by two points. Come on. <laughs> I only have 10 more days to figure this out. <laughs> Some bullshit. <laughs> See Rob oh, Schneider in the man. background now. Yep. 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 All right, so we're going to have a theme here for the rest of these, uh, for a bunch of these other performances that we're going to talk about. And oh boy, we're going to talk about Luis Castillo. (laughs) I feel like the Reds just like first inning, he let up six runs, and they basically, he came into the dugout. They were like, you know what? You got us in this mess. You're going to figure it out. Yeah, not taking you out. Guess what? They let him get lit up for day one. They let him get lit up for ten runs. Out there, granted, only eight earned. Thanks, Suarez. Zero, zero strikeouts. I mean, like Castillo. At least, like, if he had bad days, right? He usually is racking up some K's. Mm -hmm. This has got to be his worst pitching performance that I ever remember. This is atrocious. Um. Flaherty on the other side wasn't great either, but uh, Castillo was like epically bad. I mean, I was one of those guys that I had high hopes for Castillo, but I didn't get him anywhere because I, you know, he's got red flags all over the place. His ERA wasn't great last year. His FIP and all that wasn't good last year. K's are obviously there, but I mean, what's your what's your take on Castillo like after today? So. I'm a big Castillo guy, so to see him get rocked like this was kind of shocking, um, especially this early in the season. You know, we've seen him thrive at the beginning and the middle of the season. He usually starts to fade near the end. Um, and again, like you said, he kind of you know loses command at times. Um, and when I saw that the score was that high, I was like, what's going on? And you know, I turned it on, and he, he, he was leaving stuff over the plate. I mean, and, and, so, and like no movement on anything. It was just like, here it is. Hit it. And then that's what they were doing. It was weird. Yeah. I saw no movement. Fine. I saw just a lot of throwing it up. Over. I think at that point, though, he was already kind of just like, what am, What do I do? You know, I'm in this game. It's I've given up eight runs already. I'm like, just, they're still leaving me out here. Yeah. So I think you know what? I am going to lose this for you guys. <laughs> yeah. This is your fault, not mine. <laughs> I was like a pitcher with much confidence at that point. So, yeah, that was. Yeah. But, you know, he does have that K-rate that's been one of his characteristics over his career. So, I mean, I am I was shocked to see no Ks. Not even, you know, we've seen pitchers give up runs today, a lot of them. But a lot, yeah, we'll get to that. We're getting strikeouts and outs somehow. But mm-hmm. not Castillo today. That was, that was strange. I, I mean, you're seeing guys that came into this game who we used to just gush over in Goldschmidt, and Arenado, and we talked about it this year, how eh, they're kind of down, you know, whatever. They're still name guys to me. And I am a man crush on Goldschmidt and Arenado, actually, for for a little bit, but more Goldschmidt. Um, He's batting 800 right now, uh, and Arenado is batting 400 right now. So they both had... You know, Can't at least a title. run and a ribby. I mean, <laughs> it, 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 they they just killed it. They they absolutely killed him today. And it's like, oh, all right. Well, these guys are you know 
has been. So whatever. No, guess yeah. what? Now you're the has been Castillo because they just rocked your world. <laughs> so yeah, Goldschmidt batting in the two hole, four for five. With I loved, awesome. loved it. I loved it with Arenado behind him. I, I mean, was picking up all the Goldschmidt shares I could this year. Yeah, I, I was, I was okay with that. So, all right, next guy we got here, Mister Brad Keller. Yeah, he got. Beat up, beat up pretty good early. Uh, he allowed more runs in the first inning at home today than he did all of last season at home. What are we, what are we taking away from from Keller? I personally, for me, like I wasn't high on Keller in the first place. Um, I think. He's just a guy that's on a bad team. So I, I think last season was a little bit of a outlier for him in the good way. Um, so did I expect today? No, but <laughs> we've seen a lot of weird things happen today um, with, with pitching. So I think he'll be better, but I'm not really, you know, like I wasn't, he wasn't a target of mine in the first place. I don't know, Jason, I don't know if you have any thoughts on, on Brad. No, Keller. I mean, you know, 2018, he had a, pretty good year kind of broke out and you know at that point he was i think kansas city's like third option um mm-hmm. you know then 2019 came around and he just kind of fell off again and then 2020 last year in a shorted season he did kind of bounce back a little bit so i think some people kind of saw you know what he did in 2018 and 2020 is maybe a floor and so they were kind of betting on maybe a, but then you know this season comes in as a number one guy um and yeah that that was that was ugly today it was like five to nothing in the first inning so yeah. I, I would I wouldn't bet too much on him going forward. That's for sure. Yeah, he doesn't really bring much to the table. His, his ERA is over four most of the time. Uh, doesn't really strike out a ton of guys. Um, doesn't throw with a lot of power. So I wouldn't be too involved. You know, excited about him going forward. And he's on no. a bad Kansas City team. So yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, the, sorry, AJ. What? Oh, I was. Go ahead. I was just gonna on the flip side of this game, we got Kyle Gibson. Uh now granted Keller was bad, but at least he lasted a few innings. <laughs> or at least an inning plus. Gibson lasted 0.1 innings, about five earned runs. Um credit Evan Grant for this tweet. He said, according to baseball reference, this appears to be the first game in MLB history in which both open day starters failed to make it through two innings. Congratulations. <laughs> like, yeah. Wow. I'm just going to go ahead and go like this for not digging in and overreacting on day one to go out and grab Kyle Gibson. Right. Um, I know a lot of people that streamed like, day one. You know like, Kansas City kind of sucks. Uh, and Keller, okay. But guess what? Kyle Gibson kind of sucks. So. Yeah. I know that's apparently that's we just figured that one out. I was like, uh, you know, what? And it wasn't just the starters that gave up runs too. I mean, there was runs being was scored. Everybody, every yeah. single pitcher was just like. Ray Collins came in and gave up runs. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we're we're yeah we're we're gonna get to that a little later. But man, there's not a lot to unpack here with 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 Gibson. I just wanted to mention that just just because of the tweet and Jeff Jeff sent me that tweet. So uh, thanks Jeff for that. Uh, yeah. It was. Pretty fantastic once I saw that fact. But uh, Kyle Gibson isn't a guy that I think anybody was really targeting. Maybe you streamed him today because he was playing Kansas City. And uh, 
Well, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about Kyle We're talking NASCAR for a second. I don't know. Is there a Kyle Gibson in NASCAR? I mean, is there it, like as well be. it sounds like a NASCAR. Kyle yeah. Lawson, I think, in, in NASCAR, I think. I don't I don't know. I, I used to follow NASCAR. NASCAR a long time ago. Yeah. Not anymore. All right, moving anyway. On. So let's talk some cubbies over here. to your team, Jason. Let's let's talk some cubbies. Oh uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Another Kyle. <laughs> Kyle and Hendricks. Now Talk about NASCAR name. I mean, that's that's pretty much. <laughs> There's a Henry's Motorsports. So there we go. Well, I'll give you that. I know that NASCAR. for a fact. <laughs> yeah, that one. So I actually three of watching that game. Three innings. Never was had control of that game. I think he let he let the leadoff batter reach in the first all three innings that he started. <laughs> um, I have to look at his line, but I don't Most know. Most of the time, when you say that, you're yeah. thinking the leadoff hitter reached in the first three innings he pitched, not yeah. in all three innings he pitched. This he walked what three or four guys? It was high, which is very un- uncharacteristic of him. Um, more than he walked all of last year, like or in in any game of last year. You could just tell watching on the on the mound, he was not comfortable. Um, you know, I thought it may have been the elements. Um, you know, it was a little chill here. The sun was shining, but I think we had a high of like. 37 today so it wasn't like it was warm and i think he's usually been a slow starter um i don't think april's been his best month in his career he's kind of one of those guys that like you know needs to get warmed up and lathered up and kind of work his magic so not too concerning but definitely something that's like uncharacteristic that you saw today and then it was weird to see him get pulled to that early you know he's your ace he wasn't I mean, they were still only down, I think, two to one at that point. So, yeah, he was giving, you know, the control wasn't there. Um, but he still hit a couple guys, got out of jams. Um, but there were some hard contacts. So, I mean, I, I get where, you know, David Ross took him out, but it was definitely uh, shocking. I, was, I thought for sure he'd give him at least four or five, but it is what it is. Yeah, Je- Jeff just responded, uh, messaged us and said that he had three walks on 63 pitches. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it's short outing, big surprise. Not good for the whip. Three earned. <laughs> no, no. Three walks. And he didn't strike out a lot of guys. So, like, if he didn't get innings, like, he, what, he get two Ks probably? Four Ks in three innings. Was so, it four? Yeah. That's not that's actually really good for him. That again. In okay. most games lineup. where the pitcher doesn't only go three innings, but on the flip side, Chad Cool, Cole, Kuehl, whatever the hell, I don't, I don't know. Where cue the uh, the Eli Kuehl thing? Um, he only went three two. Granted, he only gave up one hit and one earned and struck out two. But, he was kind of forced into that starting position today. Yeah, uh, even Brault was. He really was. I think like couple days ago he was scheduled to be the opening day starter so then Mm -hmm. you know they kind of which yeah cool's you know just a guy but he kind of held his own the whole i mean the most massive thing was the pirates bullpen at this point i don't know if the cubs offense is still struggling that we've seen the last three years but or it was just a good bullpen session out of the pirates but they i think held the cubs hitless for they did. Games, yeah. Five innings, Until Stratton came in. He was the only one that gave up a hit out of their bullpen. Yeah. And they collected three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven Ks. 
So yeah, Jeff just said the Pirates have won four of Cool's thirteen starts against the Cubs. So yeah, not good. <laughs> and spring training darling Jack That's... Peterson came up with the bases loaded. Ooh. Did get a sack fly, gave it a ride to op to left field, but yeah, not enough with the wind blowing in today at Wrigley. So yeah, that 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 stat there from Jeff is pretty much uh, reminiscent of the flyers last night we'll switch things over to hockey real quick uh, <laughs> as i do my best barry melrose mullet impression um they let the buffalo sabers end their 18 game losing streak by going six goals against the flyers one thanks thanks philly that was great that was great Buffalo sucks. They have like the, seven wins on the season. A random hockey note. I don't know where that came from. Okay. Um, hey, I'm full of useless knowledge. All right. Sometimes so I we've mentioned a lot of pitchers today, and I think the the trend today that I noticed was that a whole lot of guys didn't go six. Um, geez, what? I this is something I've noticed over the last couple of years, like. We saw we saw in fantasy baseball we've seen wins kind of go like in the vast majority of leagues I think you see like everybody's going off of wins over to quality starts. That was two, three, four years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Now we're seeing quality starts not be a thing. So like kind of a secondary question, but I, I want to ask you like why are we not seeing at least like the aces today go six or you know more guys go at least six innings. Was it weather? Was it just the first game? Was it, you know, what, what was it? Or do we think this might be a, a more of a thing with at I, least, especially the aces? Yeah. Uh, I think today, a lot of it was just inefficiencies, which, you know, the last several years, I mean, you don't, this is bizarre. You usually, you know, the opening day, you get a lot of aces just shutting down teams, seven right. innings, six innings pitched, you know, we didn't see that today. I mean, even Bieber, no. I mean, he had he 12 days. I was dominated, just gonna, still gave just up. He had a quality that. start, but he allowed three runs, six. That's right. Not, I mean, four and a half, 4.5 ERA, not great. Yeah. So, I mean, he I lost to Matt Boyd, who I almost yeah. picked up in one league. Who I did pick up in two leagues. Yeah, baby. I was like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. He's going to get some Jeeps. <laughs> He's on our team. Um, but no, I think I don't. I don't. I don't think it has anything to do with any sort of new, um, you know, uh, like any new um, strategy that the managers are rolling out here. Where they're trying to roll out more pitchers and get to the bullpen quicker. Um, maybe you know, if it was like all these like third, fourth, and fifth starters, I could see. Yeah, maybe as a, yeah. a strategy. But that, that your aces, you want your you want your aces to ace. So uh, again, we only we didn't see that today. So I think that was more of the issue today. Ooh. I want to ask you though, like, and and I, and I put this question on Twitter, and it got a lot of feedback. Uh, I'm not going to say what the feedback is because I just want to get your like mm-hmm. unbiased opinion. So obviously, I don't think anybody agrees that wins should be a category anymore. Right? Uh, quality starts was the next best thing, but like, is quality starts still the way we should go, or is there something better? Like, what replaces it if you want to replace <sighs> it? So I mean, I like quality starts. I think the biggest issue with quality starts is not being able to predict a quality start was going to happen. 
You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you know, win the same way. That's why. Right. I think the biggest thing with wins too, is you're a lot more dependent on your offense. You know, a pitcher could shut down. Ooh, even and two. you're dependent on your bullpen actually. Exactly. Performing. Yeah. That, so like, they can it for you. Right. Yeah. So I think the biggest issue with quality starts is, and then we're trying to get a level, level playing field with bad teams versus good teams. Like you said, you know, you, you got a good bullpen. These guys yeah. come in, they're going to get the wins. Or what about the guy that's on Pittsburgh? You know, that's, dominant let's say even like um, garrett cole when he was there you know his he may have led you know got more quality starts and wins mm-hmm. um so try to level out with quality starts but i think the just the the volatility of quality starts i think is one of the biggest issues why it's kind of gone away uh, you know you kind of think well quality start you're going to get a win but that's not necessarily the truth either so as far as what's best i mean until you can find something better than wins i think we just have to keep rolling out wins as unfair as it is um, yeah, in, in fantasy is obviously different than real life, but well, that's what I mean. But in fantasy, our, in fantasy baseball, that's what I, that's what I'm talking right. about. So like in fantasy baseball, what are we using? Like, what's it's either wins, quality stars, or other? Like, what's and then other? If it is other, what's the other? I mean, I, I think you got to look at almost like a like a points league, and you get like innings pitched because you know, other than let's say like Castillo, that's what a lot of people have said. Other than Castillo today, mo- you know, if your pitcher's going seven innings, um, <laughs> he's going to be hilarious. obviously in putting up some, you know, good numbers, and he's going to be pitching well. So, I mean, I think, you know, obviously, like when if you if you everyone plays in points leagues, I mean, you're familiar with, you know, you get points for innings pitched usually. So, I mean, I think other than that, it's the only other option you can do. But again, you can kind of get some different strategies with people could taking advantage of the innings pitch as a category too. So I don't know if that's necessarily the best, but I, I don't know. There really isn't. I think that's kind of why we're still just kind of stuck on wins as a fantasy community is we just don't know what's the best option. Yeah. I, I think, and, and I did a, I did a, a poll before the season started and it sounded like a lot of people went to quality starts. Um, I think wins yep. is out the window. Most people don't use wins. NFBC still does, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but quality starts is now the thing. But I, I'm looking at it now like most guys don't even go six. So like quality starts is so rare. Like it's right. it's almost as rare as a complete game at this point. It feels like it's just crazy how rare it is. Um, I heard a lot of responses today going innings pitched. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's something, you know, it's it's interesting. Uh, I think it drastically changes the strategy of the entire league and draft. Yep. Uh, some of those middle relievers who are just monster whip and strikeout guys get a huge bump in value, which could be awesome, actually. Yeah. Um, it's something that I think I'll present in our in our league, AJ, Uh and for next season, because I'm tired of trying to draft people thinking they're going to go six and then they don't like Ryu. Right? I have Ryu in that league. He went five and a third. <laughs> I got Boyd in that league. He went five and two thirds. Like, come on, he was one out away. Get him, the, let him get the out. Like, God, I don't, you know, I don't want, I don't get to watch every out of every game, but like, yep. so I don't know if he walked like three guys before that. I know he, I know Boyd walked four guys today which wasn't good but he had an overall decent gay decent day but i don't understand this like oh he's at 95 pitches i have to get him out now like, come on right. get him one more out let this happen 
it, it's just frustrating as if it, and with wins, the, you know, you mentioned it too. Like the frustrating thing was, it's not really all dependent on the pitcher. The quality start was, which is why we all went that way. But now it's not because the managers are pulling these guys a lot earlier over the last couple of years than they have been before. So yeah, l- little sidetrack there, but it's just something I, 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 that's why I wanted to pose yep. this question here. But uh, if you go ahead and last, ask this last question, let's call it a night, man. All right. Well, real quick, I just, I'm trying to track a stat down um, to just keep this one going for, for just, uh, just, just skosh more. Um, oh, no. Should I keep talking? Cause I can. <laughs> I can talk, bro. Come on. <laughs> and, and, and Do you even know me? Um, <laughs> so going back to the, the quality starts versus the wins, I've always, for the most part, been more of a fan of wins because I'm a traditional old player, um, whatever you want to call it. But I've come Boomer. around to the quality starts. <laughs> what? What? Boomer. <laughs> no, no, I'm yeah. not that old. Uh, okay. Jesus. You said you, said you were old. <laughs> Sorry. I was going to call you out. Yeah, I said I'm old. I didn't <laughs> say I was born in the 40s. He's not old. He's a baseball purist. He likes exactly. The exactly. Thank you. Boomer. So <laughs> I, I just, I, I, I mean, it's hard to gauge wins quality starts whatever but looking at the stats you've got Degrom, who we already mentioned earlier basically i take last season out of it because who cares about last season back-to-back cy young winner and how many wins did he have versus quality starts in those seasons well i mean he went 10 and 9 with a 526 win loss percentage. Granted, his ERA was 170 in 18. He won the Cy Young. He went 11 and 8. So he had one game better that he won and did not lose uh, in 19. So, uh, and of course, this stupid page does not have quality starts on it. I don't know why the hell nobody tracks us anymore but this whole thing is moot because i can't find quality starts on uh fan graphs so i noticed that the other day they did it's not there anymore I went to look up something the other day I, it's gone. It's gone. yeah mm-hmm. whatever but that's my point it, it still remains that you can be a just over 500 pitcher and win a cy young because you're that dominant mm-hmm. throughout everything else that counts I mean, that's because, well, back in the day, that wasn't true, though. Like, you go back five, six years ago, that wasn't true. They harped on wins so much. Oh, I know they did. And so now they finally realized that they got to look at these other stats. They got to look at K per nines. They got to look at whip. They got to go look at FIPS and everything else. They've, the, the people voting on that have really gone into the, the analytics of the pitchers much more so than just the surface stats. And yeah. it's great. And that's yeah. why as a fantasy community, we've done the same thing. We did we've done it honestly, in my opinion, we've done it earlier than a lot of them. Um his, his FIP in, in eighteen when he won was one nine eight. I mean, that's ridiculous. The only person that I know that won 
uh, uh, Cy Young before like this kind of like flip into like analytical stats was Felix Hernandez when he was with Seattle and was couldn't win the game, but he was so dominant. It was so obvious good, he was the best pitcher that year. Yeah. Um, it was just it unquestioned the best pitcher of the season, and so they couldn't they couldn't not vote for him. But yeah, it was it was one of those um, things that that was an obvious one. But you we've seen pitchers get passed on because they only had you know, eight wins instead of fifteen. And it's like. Pfft, the wins weren't their fault, and the Mets are terrible back in exactly. the day, you know, last year or the year before. So of course, Degrom didn't get the win, so it's like it's not his fault. And they finally realized that. So anyway, let's ask the last question, man. And get, right. and get on with it, man. Fine, fine. Jeez. All right. So we already talked about Tampa, Miami. Uh, so <laughs> both of them had their guys both go six. Now. It's Glass now and Alcantara. In fact, Alcantara had you know thirty six percent of his called strikes plus swinging strike rate. Um, I mean, that's the second highest of his career, according to Alex Fast, uh, guest of the show. So, I mean, what are we? We kind of already touched on this a little bit, but was this just a pitcher's matchup more than the offenses sucking? I think so. I mean, we've seen the Rays are are, are not a, a bad offense. Um, and to see Alcantara go out there and just dominate them was kind of shocking. Um, you know, seven Ks, six innings. I think he only had like two walks. Uh, I know, I'm, you know, he's he's been up and coming rising, but um, to see him shut down the Rays offense like that and then go head-to-head with class now like that was, was actually great to watch. I actually watched that game almost all the way through, and it was awesome. Um just especially for a Marlins fan, if you are a Marlins fan, I mean, yeah, like the young up and coming pitchers that they got in that rotation right yeah. now, and Alcantara leading the way is is great, man. That that's the one takeaway for me is that their their pitching staff, for as young as they are and as good as they are, is scary. We got a, a another writer for the site, Trent Dixon. Sandy Alcantara is a dark horse for Cy Young. Yeah, I mean, I I can believe it. Uh, Grom has something to say about that. Yeah. He's he's good. Grom. It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be well different. Just kidding. Different I mean. league, different league. But uh, yeah, I think no, it's what. I can Same Grom and Alcantara. Same oh, I division. You, I thought you said somebody else. I'm sorry. Um, I don't know why I, I heard I heard listen. Cole in my head. When, no, I'm not apparently to you because you talk a lot. Um, <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> yep. Anyway, uh, yeah, I was off at Alcantara. I wasn't really believing a whole lot of the the stats that we saw from last season, but um, he's apparently going to prove me wrong. So whatever. Anyway, um, <laughs> they need to create a separate Cy Young. Award now for for, for Marlins pitchers and everybody else. <laughs> yeah, for for everybody besides Degrom, because uh, for non Degrom pitchers, because yeah, he's gonna probably dominate that for a few more years. So I get it. So all right, man, uh, Jason, that is it for the show. I want to uh, let you have your have the floor and let everybody know where they can find you on Twitter and and what you got going on this year, man. 
Sure. So you can find me at uh, right down my screen there. It's at JR Becks. Um, previously said it before, we're Martin over here at Fantasy Six Pack. Um, you know, we got a whole nice new uh, dynasty baseball team going on over here. Um, look out for, I think, next week starting On Deck Circle podcast. It's going to be a couple of me and Dave Eddings, uh, Nick Zambio, Zan, Zanaboni. Zamboni. Yep. Zamboni. Yeah, I think it's how expensive. So, yeah. Be on the lookout for that. That's starting next week. You know, going to get a lot of your dynasty coverage going on um, all season long. Um, and yeah, that's, that's pretty much where you can find me. Yep. Absolutely, man. Check your stuff out. It's good. It's good stuff for sure. And I want to thank you for coming on the show and uh, we will, uh, we'll, we'll yeah, definitely do absolutely. it again. Good yeah, show. Absolutely. righty, man. Cheers uh, to opening day. Yeah, absolutely. All right, AJ. Uh, so your, your Phillies got the win. I guess I can call it ROs. Technically, the uh, yeah ROs haven't played yet. So, uh, yet, so I, I drank my I drank my crooked crab from uh, Baltimore Brewery. I forget who. Nice no. crooked crab brewing company. It is Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> I was like crooked crab. Oh, it's actually it's Odenton, Maryland, but it's close enough. Anyway, yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, yeah, I saved this for like six weeks. I've had it in there forever for opening day, and I was like, "Well, screw it. I'm drinking it because I'm not gonna save it for another week." <laughs> I don't want to, but uh, I man, I uh, hope everybody enjoyed every day and enjoyed the show. And uh, we will be back next week for another one. Peace. Cheers. <laughs>